Hello, this is Podcast Idea 13, uh, Sandwich Town with the sandwich logo, whatever. This is uh, Chance again, no margarita, but I do have Rachel. Say hi. Hi. Uh, I'm his wife. It's true. Rachel is my wife, not Margarita, in case y'all were wondering. We just happened to do a podcast together, not the same thing. Uh, On that note, uh, Margarita sent some... Marriage questions, because Rachel and I just had our sixth anniversary. We've been married for six years and together for 10 or 11, 10 years or something. 10. 10. Um, So Margarita just sent me these questions and she was like, you should answer these questions. And I was like, well, Rachel's here. Why don't we just do it together? Right. Am I right? (laughs) You know, you're half of this thing, you know? Sure. Yeah. So all these questions are like questions she wrote for me to answer. So we're going to have to like just elaborate a snooch. Um, so, okay. Not elaborate. Was it, was the word I'm trying to think of? Free ball it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, okay. So she said, if you could go back the day before you got married, what piece of advice would you give young chance? I would say maybe don't go super hard on the drinking the day before you get married. Maybe like do it two days before, give yourself some recovery time. Uh, No, seriously though, I would probably say shut up. I would say shut up. Rachel, what would you say? Can you explain that? (laughs) I would say uh, to young chance, just shut up. (laughs) Like you don't, you don't have to work every little thing out or like you don't have to, you don't have to clear every single thing. Some things are not worth clearing or explaining or working through. If uh, some things just aren't important, they're not worth the effort. (laughs) What would you say to young chance? I'm kidding. (laughs) I guess to anybody like, no you have to say it to yourself well okay well i agree with the the drinking thing um you know we didn't drink that much at all ever yeah we and then (laughs) we were goody goodies and didn't drink till we were 21 and even then we were like and we got married six months after we turned 21 so no tolerance yeah and just not used to to drinking and all that stuff. Like, you know, some people who are in their twenties can drink all night and feel fine the next day. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was, a. Uh, it was fun, but it was, it's memorable. Wow, it, was, it was a lot. It's hilarious now. Um, I don't know. I think for myself, like this is maybe I don't know. It's it's shallow, but it's not. But I think take more pictures like of us throughout the years because I feel like we don't have that many. Like we have a few pictures together and we have a few pictures at like places we've been. But I feel like pictures can help you remember stuff. And there's lots of stuff that I, you know, probably forgot about that I thought was cool at the time. But I won't remember that because it was just a thing that we didn't document happening. 
you so know. So you're saying take more pictures. Take more just pictures. Generally. Yeah, just in general and like maybe even like I don't know, journal or reflect somehow. Like, I don't know, maybe write highlights of the year down in a Google Doc or something. Like That's just interesting. something sure. to, to memorize. Cause like I'm thinking like I'm so bad at remembering this stuff right now <laughs> let's let's just take you this. imagine we're 20 years in I know. let's take this to go on to the next question which is <laughs> what's your favorite memory with rachel from the past six years <laughs> which the great segue because uh i also i have a terrible memory anyway so when you like i remember things like you know, I'll be like driving somewhere and remember something but when you ask me to recall something i'm really bad at that mm. um so my favorite memory from you from the past six years. Hmm. Do you feel like it's just one thing or is it like a general? I don't know. I think the idea is like one favorite memory. Hmm. Right. I feel like that's so hard. It is. Do you have anything in particular? Mm-hmm. See, my memory is so bad. Like, I feel like I tend to remember things in feelings like I can think back yeah. to a time and remember how I felt yeah I, I don't know but I can't necessarily I remember stupid remember stuff the like things themselves I remember that time we ordered uh that Thai food from Kapral and we did like two out of five chili peppers I think we it was were, three to be fair we were dying so and bad. we were like yeah we can handle three out of five we like spicy stuff and we had no clue like literally got instant heartburn. We were, we were having set. That was such a hard night. We we're like, no, we can do it. We can eat it. We can do it. And then by the end of it, we were like crying. Um, one chili pepper. I say one of my one. other. This is probably like similar time frame as when we were super, super broke, and we had. Hey, we all shut up. Stop jingling. We're trying to record a podcast over here. Dang jinglers. This is the dogs. And uh, we were super broke and we didn't have any food. And we made potato pizza. Like we made unleavened pizza bread. Because we dough. were like, dough. We were like, well, what can we make? We're like, well, we can make pizza. We have flour. And then we're like, ah, oh, crap. You're supposed to let flour sit for like a day. Well, you have to have yeast. Yeah. And you have to have yeast. And we're like, well, we don't got that. So we made unleavened bread into pizza dough. Mm-hmm. And then topped it with Thinly potatoes potatoes <laughs> potato pizza Some rosemary and it was pantry surprisingly surprisingly dope good. it was very good good times what about I mean, like bigger memories? i remember like, our honeymoon moments. our honeymoon was cool yeah like well like just i remember driving we took like an hour to get from where we had our wedding to our hotel because we were stuck in traffic um so that was fun i'm gonna kick these dogs out real quick but you remember that what'd you say the the trip from where or the ceremony to the hotel oh yeah that was fun which was like we were stuck in traffic on like the yeah. worst highway in dallas 635 and it was just stupid it, it was kind of cool because i don't remember what we talked about or whatever but we had a time. We were just like, like bro, we just got married. Yeah, <laughs> what? We were like, bro, we're about to have sex. That's <laughs> weird. Yeah. Yeah. We we also we didn't we didn't have sex until we were married. So 
Yeah. We had like an hour in the car to sit and think about how we were going to have sex <laughs> when we got to the place, which was weird. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm going to move on. What's the most rewarding part about being a husband or, you know, you just assume all these were written for me. So just assume they're for both of us. Um, what's the most rewarding part about being a husband? Um, I would say the most rewarding part about being a husband is being able to, well, I know how like I am, Rachel works really hard to understand me and to respond to me in ways that benefit me and help me grow. And she cares about me, uh, as a person, I like doing that for her. I think that's the most rewarding thing about being a husband. Hmm. Because don't look at me like that. <laughs> don't smile at me like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, yeah, I don't know. That's the best way I can describe it. I like being there for you. And it's like every, every year, especially like the past three years, we've learned how to better be there for each other and not be pieces of shit to each other. Yeah. I mean, that's true. We're both very, I think we both have always had the mindset of like, how can I improve myself and like be better than I am right now, which is good because we feed off of each other in that regard. Um, for me, the most rewarding part, I think the, I guess about, you know, the most rewarding part about being married in general, it's not just a wife thing, but is being able to, it's like you have double the power to help other people. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Like you can work together to figure out how best to help a certain person. Like if they're in a situation like, um, or not even, you know, physically help them, but support them and kind of discuss that and, and, think about those things. So, I mean, if I would imagine if you're like a single person on a grind to like work all the time and figure out all this stuff and dating, like, I don't even know what that's like. You don't have as much ability to like help people. Yeah. Cause you got to spend more time on you. Yeah. Yeah. Probably so. Which isn't bad, but at it's the same necessary. time, we kind of have to spend more time on, like I have to spend more time on you. Yeah. You know, so like you could, but I feel like but we make a good team, I think. Yeah, it's it's nice being a part of a team. Um, and Rachel just, just stuck her toe in my armpit. I didn't mean to. Being able to have someone else that's like has the same goals as you and and wants to affect the world for better. Yeah, dog. All right, so we've gone through. We we got a bunch to go to. It's been like eleven minutes. I mean, but there's no rules on this podcast. We can do whatever the fuck mm-hmm. we want. We can just do a part two. No, hell no. We make this motherfucker long. <laughs> okay. If they want to listen to it, they can listen to it. <laughs> and if they don't want to listen to it, then they have to live with the fact that they turned off heartwarming marriage talk. <laughs> they have to deal with that. Okay. Anyway, all right. What have you learned about yourself in the past six years? That's a doozy of a question. I mean. I've learned more about myself in the past like two years than I've learned in the past. I'm 27. So, uh, past 25, I've learned so much about myself the past, uh, 
two years especially, I think. And that's really mostly due to John and Janet Williams, mm-hmm. um, who there are people at our church that put together this marriage group for young people, essentially young married people. And we were in this group for like two years and with the same people. And we went through this program and um, it like, it was just good. It just helped us like understand ourselves and each other. And like me having to deal with like what I didn't understand about Rachel continually makes me think about what I don't understand about myself mm-hmm. every day, especially right now in the past, like two weeks, uh, we just went on a vacation and we, um, I like one of the goals on the vacation was to just talk and talk about ourselves and how we relate to each other. And we use like some tools like the Enneagram thing and just, I mean, like just general stuff. And so, uh, yeah, I, what have I learned specifically though, is that I'm very cynical. I have a very negative outlook and it takes a lot for me to, um, have faith in things and, I, I don't know. There's a lot I didn't realize about myself. I realized I'm actually like, I think in 2018, I was actually depressed and I high school chance, like 18 year old chance would have never thought he'd be depressed or even having suicidal thoughts and things like I'm, I've never had thoughts like I was actually going uh, to kill myself just to clarify, but I definitely would have rather been dead if that makes sense. Um, and so it just, I was, I was having a really hard time. So I've learned a lot about myself because I've always, people have always considered me the optimist, uh, Mm -hmm. and like the, like almost like a hero, not a hero, but like a, what do you call like a, I don't know, like a help people, you know what I'm saying? Helper. That's what I'm looking for. Um, you know, but I, I'm actually a pretty negative cynical asshole on the inside. I just try not to let those things out. And that's very hard when you're like in your lowest point, especially, but anyway, I've learned I'm a negative cynical asshole and that was something I'm really trying to deal with and not be, not be that. But what what have you learned about yourself? Uh, I think I've learned. Um, I don't know. I think I've learned how to like take care of myself and I've learned like my tendencies when I'm like not healthy, uh, you know, like mentally or spiritually or physically, like how to, how to kind of like prevent that from happening and take care of myself on a constant basis. And like, like for example, if, if I'm really anxious or, not doing well I'll tend to like overly lean on chance and like get really clingy or weird or just like act like he wants he needs to solve all my problems for me but then I also like really don't want him to solve my problems so it doesn't make sense but (laughs) I don't know just just different things where I'm like learning how to make sure that I can take care of myself and, and be good for him and not hinder him even when I'm like having a bad time. Yeah. Yeah. I've definitely seen you like that is one area you've grown like 
substantially. Yeah. Um, what advice would you give to someone who is about to get married? I would say you, you go first on this one. Someone who's about to get married. Yeah. I tend to dominate talking in any scenario. So I why tend to let you. So. I know. Why don't you, <laughs> <laughs> why don't you, you go first and say, what would your, what is your newlywed advice? Um, just that it, it's not always going to be easy. Um, but also not everything is a big deal. You kind of said that earlier, like yeah. not everything is a big deal. And you just kind of have to navigate that and see where priorities lie. Like you're going to have to let some things go and then other things you're going to have to work really hard at to figure out and come to a common ground about. Um, some things will be easy to do that. Like if somebody doesn't like the way that you load the dishes in the dishwasher. <laughs> that was a big point of contention. They might just have to give that up. There is a right way. <laughs> um, but if it's, something more important like finances then obviously that's something that you have to come to more of an agreement on i don't see why finances are important <laughs> so i i don't know it is it is hard work and it can be done and don't be afraid to talk to other people about it um and get other opinions not don't disparage your spouse and say Ah, oh, this piece of shit won't let me won't let me buy a dress. Like, <laughs> nobody wants to hear you talking about your husband in a bad way, and then that just makes them think that he's a piece of shit too. Uh, but yeah, it's it's okay to to talk it out with other people and kind of get ideas and ask where they've been and kind of what they've seen, and that's okay as long as you're. You're respectful about it. Dude, the thing you're doing or having a problem with somebody else has had a problem with before. Mm -hmm. Ask somebody you trust about it. Um, What biggest advice I would say is, you know, I used to not like weddings too, but now like I love them. And I always, I always say something to my friends getting married and I never think about it what I'm going to say, I just go up and say whatever I say. <laughs> um, and so it's, I think it's, it's usually something along the lines of like, um, you're like the, the, I'm having trouble saying this because there's not a, it's not, there's no groom in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> I need a groom. I need a groom or maybe a broom. Okay. A broom with a tuxedo. We've got brooms. Uh, do we have a tuxedo? No. We don't. Damn it. Um, I mean, without like uh, sounding without sounding cliche, like the whole love is a choice thing. I think is important because I hate, I hate people like not people. I hate the the idea of like love being some like fated thing. Mm-hmm. Like, like you've met the one and like, this is the perfect person for you. That's bullshit. Ain't nobody perfect for nobody <laughs> unless it's a miracle. Mm. Like you will have to work to be with this person. I don't care how, how like crazy your love is or like how infatuated with this person you are. And you would, you would do anything for this person. Like you would bend 
in any way or form for this person doesn't matter. Like you're going to have to work to love this person at some point. And I think it's important to just don't get caught up in all the lovey dovey bullshit of like what people portray, like how marriage is portrayed in movies or whatever. Like, like that there's a hard work aspect to it, but like the work is so bountiful. It's more, it's like, it's like if you just have, it's like a family relationship like that you, you invest in for your life and they invest back into you. I mean, ideally assuming your family doesn't suck, but <laughs> like that, that is what you're entering into with this person is you're saying like, you're, you're part of me now. Mm -hmm. I'm part of you. And like, I'm going to work super hard so that you like I can be there for you basically. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I love it though, because like you're the commit, the level of commitment is there's like no higher level of commitment, mm -hmm. I guess, uh, maybe, maybe having a child, which is, yeah, you know, well, I it's, and it's such a commitment because it's like, that that person that you're marrying and that you love right now they may look like a totally different person in 20 years they will they may be totally different but you you're basically saying i'm gonna love you through all your changes and i'm gonna encourage you to change yeah i'm gonna you know work with you and if you don't if you get married at 22 three four whatever age you get married at and you don't change for 20 years something fucked up happened <laughs> like that something is not right about that. Yeah, like, is. so you, and you have to like, navigate. like there's changes. You have to navigate those changes. And they're going to be positive and negative. And you might not even know they're happening at the time. Yeah. You like, I'm still, I'm still trying to figure out my own self at 27. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I'm sure some people are still figuring themselves out when they're 77, mm -hmm. uh, because we're always changing too. So like you may not even understand yourself, your spouse may not even understand mm -hmm. themselves and you trying to understand them is a whole nother task yeah. in itself. And that's going to be continually evolving because we're and it's shaped, not a bad thing. We're shaped though. by our, our experiences, our relationships, our inherent personalities can, you know, shift and, and wiggle throughout time. But like you can experience the same event with somebody like let's say it's a traumatic event you can go through the same thing and come out with completely different perspectives on it yeah. or have changed in completely different ways yeah based on how you're coping with it or whatever i'm sure so. some we we have never hit like a big snag that's like where we've split so far i don't think other than maybe talking about having children which is our current snag but like you're going to hit these snags. I guess the long story short, I, I wouldn't sit there with a groom at his wedding talking about this for like <laughs> 20 minutes, probably. But I would just say like the, you're going to have to be dedicated to this person and you can't, you can't just be a little bitch <laughs> and not do what you need to do. Cause you're committed to this person. You can't, you can't dip out because you're mad or frustrated and say, I'm not, I'm not committing anymore. Um, I'm not judging people that have divorced There's circumstances and things like, you know, whatever your life is your life. But, um, there, this level of commitment is just like un unparalleled. I, I don't mm -hmm. think, I mean, 
obviously the the religious the or the Christian um, analogy is like this is this is like how uh, like God would commit like we would commit to God and He commit to us, like it's a covenant. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it applies much more to probably having a kid, but the idea is like always there. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, well, okay. Did you have anything else you want to say on that one? Mm-hmm. We could probably go. We could probably talk about this shit for days. Yeah, um, what's been the biggest lesson you've learned as a husband or wife? Rachel, as a husband, <laughs> what is the biggest uh, lesson you've learned? Biggest lesson I've learned? Mm-hmm. Um, I can think of so many inappropriate responses right now <laughs> to this question. Um... I don't know. I, for me, not being as selfish. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think just as a coping strategy, as I grew up and became an adult, I learned to be really selfish and like protect myself and take care of myself and like seek what felt good for me versus feeling like out of control or crazy or whatever. So coming into a marriage and living with somebody and doing life with somebody like I really had to just kind of be like okay you know what I'm I'm a little bit selfish and I gotta work on that I would say the biggest lesson that I've learned that I'm still currently figuring out and trying to understand is validating emotions (laughs) which uh is a it was a really hard thing for me to wrap my head around because Rachel's a very emotionally responsive person so like she will say things or do things in a way that sounds like she's mad or that it's your fault but it's not really what she's trying to portray so like it's hard for me to disconnect wanting to protect myself and say this is not i don't deserve to be talked to like this or something um because that's my, that's the emotion that I, that is strong for me. Um, and disconnect that from, this is just how she's, um, she just expresses herself differently. Kind of, is that a, is that a fair way to say that? Well, yeah, um, I, I mean, it's like if I'm yelling like a, because the refrigerator stopped working, like it, yeah. I'm not mad at you. It's not your fault. Right, but I still take right. it as like it's my responsibility to make sure the refrigerator works, and she's yelling at it, therefore she's yelling at me. Basically, <laughs> it's like it's like a weird association thing, and that it's also probably just has to do with our personality types. Like but the thing is, just... Rachel would yell for ten minutes, and she'd be mad for another twenty, and then she's fine later, and it has nothing to do with me. But I get upset because of whatever, whatever reason. But um, yeah, so it's that is something. Um, I feel like we had a, a decent breakthrough on like, I don't know, a month or two ago. And I'm still trying to, yeah, I'm trying to train myself better on like how to respond to things. The and... main point is that you can validate someone's emotion and how they're feeling without agreeing with whatever cause yeah. of that feeling or yeah, agreeing yeah. with their viewpoint on it. So for example, she might be upset about something and I might think, why is she upset about that? That's stupid, which is how I feel, <laughs> but that's beside the point. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's kind of like 
the responsibility of the person who's not upset to be more rational. Yeah. And more like even in the in the moment, you know, like you like it's not that you can't think that that's stupid, but it's just it's not important at the time. Yeah. It's not helpful. It's a, it, it's not helpful for me to be like, that's dumb. Why are you afraid of the refrigerator going like dying? You know, like whatever, if it dies, we'll just get a new refrigerator or we'll fix it or whatever. Who cares? Not a big deal, but it's, it's just, it's just a bad way to By react. Way, I feel like all of the examples I've given are really stupid and like aren't things that actually happen. <laughs> but it's something you would <laughs> like to about. But they're not things about. that actually happen. Just... <laughs> I know. Yeah. Like it sounds like our refrigerator went out. And but it was also, also you have to remember that, <laughs> you know, normally people don't get upset about things that you feel are stupid for just because of that thing like there's a trigger there there's a reason yeah. that that particular thing is upsetting Things them and tomorrow too. that might not upset them it might be a totally different situation yep it's just based on how they're feeling at the time and what's been going on throughout the day so anyway yeah that's a big topic but um that's one thing that i feel like i have learned ish learning You're getting there yep um what's the most important part of a relationship that's uh what you you do you do that um communication is really important i would say sex um yeah i was actually saying that as a joke but i'm glad <laughs> you went along with it <laughs> it's true i feel like life um yeah i was true. just trying to be a, a stereotypical dude for a second <laughs> and you were like yeah yeah it is important. it is true i that depends on the person that you're with obviously but it is important in every relationship. Um, I think the most important part of a relationship is knowing what the other person's most important most important concerns are. Because mm -hmm. it's different for Rachel and I have different like things. Okay, well, we had a little snafu, and uh, the recording has stopped. Luckily, we didn't go like way uh, <laughs> like way past. <laughs> so. Um, we were talking about the question was um, what's the most important part of the relationship. And we were saying that that basically the most important part of uh, a relationship is recognizing what's important to the other person mm -hmm. in the relationship. So um, we referenced the love languages. Uh, it's a pretty popular book among marrieds, married people of the married type. Uh, basically just helps people figure out like what is important to them in a relationship more or less. Mm -hmm. There's like, what's there six love languages? Five. I think. Five. I mean, they, they keep it pretty basic, but um, like Rachel and I are pretty uh, different. Sorry. This, if this is repeating anything, I don't know exactly where this cut off, but uh, like I, uh, my most important um, thing to me is physical touch which is not only sexual but it, it could be like a hand on the back or just like maybe just a hug or something and the way like Rachel comes in on that spectrum is basically like don't touch me and leave me alone <laughs> uh so <laughs> we're like we're pretty we're pretty opposite there which is where like that other point comes comes back to where like we have to work harder sometimes to like fulfill that need relationally that the other person has. Mm -hmm. So Rachel's, uh, I want to say 
she, you're kind of split on your number one love languages, but uh, gifts and acts of service are like pretty high and and, and, words, of and words of affirmation. I was about to say compliments, but um, <laughs> this is like the same thing. <laughs> uh, uh, so those are pretty high on her list. And so I just, I have to try to be, I just have to know what's important to her. Like, I'm not going to try to approach her sexually like if she what she really needs is like affirmation or something you know i mean i'm gonna try to approach her sexually <laughs> like no <laughs> you know that's happening but uh yeah what do you say how do you how do you what's your two cents or whatever <laughs> or whatever yeah um i mean i feel like you pretty much said it i just you gotta figure out what's important to each of you make an effort to do that. Yeah. I do think communication is very important. Uh, um, probably with most and, of And learning stuff because you may not know how to communicate some of the, like some of the things we've mentioned, like that this has taken us years and years of work to, to even put words to these concepts and, yeah. and describe them. So it's like, you've got to, you've got to read some stuff or if you don't like reading, which <laughs> you should read, but you can listen to podcasts or watch YouTube videos and, and just learn about different stuff and and talk about, you know, vulnerability and stuff like that. So it just, yeah. it takes work and... Um, it's different for everybody too. I, yeah. uh... Yeah, I mean, like, we, we're lucky that we have the amount of resources we have and the people that have been in our lives that have, mm -hmm. like, pushed us and given us these resources. But if you so. don't have anyone like that, you can Google you can figure top it out. 10 best marriage books. Just YouTube it. YouTube it. Maybe How one. to be married. Just kidding. I mean, you probably can, but. Yeah, or, or look up marriage tips, whatever. Like, there's probably a marriage for dummies. In our book. day and age, there's no reason that you can't <laughs> learn something like damn straight that you want to learn about. So, yep. Uh, last question. Um, and sorry if the audio sounds shitty when it faded earlier. That was a late thing to say, but you know, because because it cut off abruptly, probably, mm. and then just started back up. You know, but whatever. Who cares? You can deal with it. This isn't some bougie ass podcast. This is <laughs> podcast idea 13 where we use minimal effort. We keep shit down to earth and non-stressful. Am I right? <laughs> okay. Last question. Um, what are some of the sacrifices that you've had to make as a husband or wife? Um, do you want to, do you have anything on top of your head? Um, I have had to sacrifice a quiet environment. <laughs> <laughs> She's uh, saying that because I'm loud and I talk to myself and when I'm not talking sing. to myself or like singing or tapping, tapping a beat on something, <laughs> I'm just being obnoxious and stupid. I, and I'd be doing it if nobody was in the house. Yeah. So that's kind of a silly one. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You say one cause I have to think about it. Um, sacrifices that I've had to make. Um, I've had to sacrifice being right all the time. <laughs> Because sometimes being right isn't important. I just happen to be right a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm not always right. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's just, I'm, I'm good at being right. Mm -hmm. You might say I'm Mr. Right. Mm. But being right is sometimes more detrimental than being understanding. 
-hmm. It's probably always more detrimental. Or sometimes you have to be okay with being understood but not agreed with. Yeah. Yeah. What was this question? But some people won't think that they're understood until they are agreed with because they think that if you really understood them, then you would agree with them, which is not... I'm gonna I'm gonna take this to a little more extreme level. (laughs) Okay, so sacrifices that you've had to make to be a husband or a spouse, Uh right? Really, like I think our lives would probably be a lot different if we hadn't gotten married so early, or if we hadn't been together for so long, or had been together so early. You know, like uh, sometimes I think if we hadn't gotten married and like. Rachel and I both have a tendency to focus on comfort too. So we're not Mm -hmm. very like, we're not like, let's go explore Mount Everest. Yeah. We're like, let's get a TV and watch Netflix (laughs) and be safe in our house. Yeah. Which if you Um, know anything about the Enneagram that fits our number to a T. Yeah. (laughs) So if you just want to be secure. We're both sixes, by the (laughs) way, if y'all are Enneagram nerds. I'm a six wing seven and Rachel's a six wing. Like, I don't five. think you could have summed up a six any better than what you just uh, said. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but with that said though, I feel like maybe if we, if we hadn't combined forces so early, like, uh, like m- maybe we wouldn't have like settled in so early as well, because like we both really enjoy settling like, and, and becoming comfortable and, and planting roots and foundations I part of me wonders like if we hadn't gotten together uh, or if we hadn't gotten married, like would I have like been in a band and like gone around and, and like toured more and like done more things that didn't require a solid foundation? You know what I'm saying? Do you, what, what do you think? I mean, I never wanted to do anything like that. One thing I could say is like, have I ever, have I ever held you back from anything? I mean, not, you know, like, I, I don't like saying that because, like, I'm not thinking, like, you held me back from being in a band or, mm-hmm. like, touring. Because if I really wanted to, like, we would figure it out and our lives would be, like, radically different. But we would do that and you'd be okay mm-hmm. with that. But realistically, I'm just not going to. But mm-hmm. do you feel like I've held you back from anything, for lack of better words? Or have I, I have I reprioritized? Spending all my money. <laughs> Um, no, I don't know. I don't, I don't really see things that way. Yeah. I mean, like being honest, I don't think there's anything that I've, would you have traveled or like lived somewhere else? By myself? No, no. I mean, like, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, would you, would you have lived, would you like have moved out of like Dallas or Waco or whatever? I mean, I always wanted to move out of Dallas. That's why I did. Right. I don't know where I would have ended up because the only reason I really went to Austin is because you like you were there. So it was like an, it it wasn't I didn't move because you were there, but it was like I had a place to land there. Uh, so Rachel went to her first year of school at Baylor, which is in Waco, uh, and then moved to Austin where I was. But mm-hmm. just to like but I didn't go to stupid yeah. art school. Wow. Look, I have kidding. a real your art school. I have a real bachelor's degree of science, mm-hmm. yeah, Rachel. Science. It's not some art degree of arts. No offense to anybody that has an art degree of arts. I have a bachelor of arts. 
that's kind of ironic because you went to Baylor and UT. It's, it's a liberal arts, okay? Yeah. So, do you practice them liberally? Is that the thing? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what were we? What were we talking about? Uh, you had uh, sacrifices. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't know if but I. I don't know if that's a sacrifice that I, you know, that I moved to Austin. I think it. My life would have been. I would be certainly way more broke. Yeah. If I had stayed in Waco. I think I made more sacrifices earlier on in our relationship because especially when you first moved to Austin, mm-hmm. um, like I sacrificed personal time for sure because Rachel was like in this really bad funk and I was like her only friend or acquaintance for that matter. So I basically could not go do anything. Um, and that was hard. Even when we had a, like when, you were in Waco. I was in Austin. Uh, that that was a hard thing too. Mm-hmm. I feel like I don't I don't know if I would say I sacrificed anything particularly, but um, yeah. But it was it was it was rough um, to keep that going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say one big thing to me that I think I've sacrificed is like just generally because you're so cynical about everything like everything that is a decision must be analyzed very carefully to determine whether it's you should do this or that or whether it's worth doing something so like with holidays our entire marriage I haven't had a Christmas tree until last year because I finally broke you down and like explained that it was important to me but you're just very very stubborn on things like that so if anything doesn't seem to have merit to you then it's like we're not doing that yeah and it's like I'm not gonna just like do it you know like if you're not on board is this, some things is this I will. Christmas tree symbolism for having a child no I think it might be no but the same thing applies like anything that is a decision that could be made like if you know especially if it's a big decision you have to come to a common ground and if you can't then someone is sacrificing something that's a good point i would say you sacrificed a lot of christmas bullshit i like christmas bullshit i know that's what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) and particularly christmas bullshit like other traditions like easter bullshit or like other other bullshit. Like I haven't had a white chocolate bunny in years because you didn't you stopped First buying of them all, for me. They're gross. They're delicious. Whatever. I actually had one this year. We can't get into this, Rachel. Okay. <laughs> Look, we're recording a podcast. Whatever. These people don't want to hear about white chocolate bunnies. Whatever. Are you team milk chocolate bunny or white chocolate bunny? Me? Anyone. Are you asking me that? People out there in, in the podverse. Here's the deal. Nobody should have a bunny's <laughs> worth of chocolate. <laughs> okay. You don't eat it all at the same time. But like it gets like it gets gross. Like it doesn't you keep it in the box. It'd be better if there were like tiny bunnies. No. Like tiny, like a big ass. No, bunny. there's something satisfying about biting off each part of the bunny That's... separately. Like you bite his ear off first, then you bite his face there's something not right about what you're describing (laughs) (laughs) if i were gonna have a big thing made out of chocolate the good thing is they don't have an ass because it's just the front profile that's true (laughs) you don't have to Nicki minaj the bunny (laughs) (laughs) 
That's the best joke I've had all day, for sure. Um, okay, well, I think we're going to... What were you... Did you want to do something else? Do you want to do some would you rather? Well, might as well. This podcast has been long enough. We might as well just keep Hashtag it rolling. longest podcast and, ever. This might be the longest podcast idea 13 I feel like podcast. this would be funny because it will just show like how different we are. Okay. Okay, would you rather... Oh my God, we're so different. Wear comfortable <laughs> wear clothes love. or fashionable clothes? Comfortable clothes. I would say comfortable clothes too. Okay. But I can pick clothes that are fashionable that are comfortable. Sure. Would like you rather that. stay in or go out for a date? Oof. I mean, typically, I mean, if it's an actual like date, I'd rather go out. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Would you rather spend $5,000 on traveling or on a physical item like a TV? Physical item. <laughs> I'm not a TV though. TV is a bad example. It's hard to say. Like if it's something practical, that makes sense. If somebody was like, "Here's five thousand dollars. Do you want to spend it on traveling, or do you want to put five thousand dollars towards debt?" I'd be like, "Put that shit on debt." I don't know. I, I would kind of be like, "Let's go travel because this is money we didn't have before and we didn't expect to have." See, that's we think about things differently. <laughs> I'm like, who cares how how we got it? <laughs> Would you rather work in an office doing paperwork or outside building something? Outside building something. Office. Yeah, outside building something, 100%. Would you rather work a morally questionable job that makes a lot of money or a job that helps a lot of people but doesn't make a lot of money? I think the answer to that one's obvious. Yeah. I want to make money. <laughs> <laughs> The obvious answer is louder. <laughs> this one's interesting. Would you rather be waited on hand and foot by a jealous significant other or split chores 50-50 with a trusting significant other? That's a... I just split the chores. That's I know. ridiculous. So I think... Have we agreed on every single one of these almost? It's kind yeah. of funny. Well, Except for the working outside one. Yeah, and the the clothes. Well, we did kind of We agree. did agree. Would you rather lose all of your money and valuables or all of the pictures you've ever taken? Pictures. Hmm. Yeah, I guess pictures, but I don't know. It's like you don't get those moments back. True. Wait, like you'd keep the pictures? I don't know. I can't decide. I think it depends. They make it sound like the like the physical items are bad. They're not bad. It's just comparing like what would It's like you would rather you rather have? would you rather have your house burned down or five boxes of all your pictures? <laughs> like I think I'd rather have my my pictures burn. Hmm. Well, yeah, I don't know. Fuck don't it. Know, Either hard. one of them can burn, honestly. I don't care. But the the physical items are replaceable. The yeah. yeah, I guess the pictures aren't replaceable, but you can always do more stuff. I mean, I'm not a picture guy anyway. Yeah, but like That's for example, thing. for people with kids, like you're you you're not gonna remember what your kid looked at like at every stage or like what you did with them. I think you probably would. It's fun to compare so. though. I mean, if I compare like Nate's puppy pictures to puppy pictures now, I'm like, oh Nate, but yeah. I mean, whatever. Anyway, I'd probably keep the pictures fine. Can we assume in these scenarios, like, there's always a gun to your head? <laughs> like, I feel like that makes the scenario more intense. 
Would you rather be transported permanently 500 years into the future or 500 years into the past? Oh, dude, that's hard because I love like nerding out on future tech, but the future also sounds terrifying. I think the future is just fire. <laughs> uh, but that 500 years back in time? I would go back 500 years because then I could go to ancient Rome and like speak Latin to people. Hell yeah, let's go back in time. <laughs> the future's gonna suck. That's my cynicism coming out. <laughs> okay, would you rather never be able to use a touch screen or never be able to use a keyboard and a mouse? Uh, keyboard and mouse, digit. It means you can't use an iPad. If you can't use a touch screen, you can't use anything that... I'd, yeah, I'd rather... You I'd can't rather use, use a phone. A, I'd rather use the touch screen, yeah. <laughs> the thing with that... Well, this Wait, is... Wait, you... Remember when phones weren't touchscreens? Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, they were much harder to operate. Some people don't know that. Oh. Mm, would you rather have unlimited sushi for life or unlimited tacos? Shit. I'd say sushi. You get really fat on tacos really fast. I would say sushi too, yeah. I mean, is, do you have to eat it constantly? Because... You probably just feel a lot no, better it's like, generally if you were you, eating sushi. <laughs> it's just, it's a perk that you get. It's like a, you know, think of it like a video game. Like, you can always well, sushi. is more expensive, too, if we're just looking at monetary yeah, gain. Mm-hmm. Man, I could totally eat some sushi tacos right now. Would you rather give up bathing for a month or give up the internet for a month? The internet. I'd say bathing. Because <laughs> I can't do my job without the internet. I can't do a lot of things without the internet. Like, I mean, I think you're, the assumption is that like you, your responsibilities no, don't rely on it. No, it's just like... Well, the, nobody in this... Like, nobody that works in this modern age could give up the internet. Yeah. So I can't give that so up? This is not practical. Whatever. I mean, some people could give it up. Okay, we can probably stop there. Is that it? Getting long. There's not a good. There's a lot more, but give me one more. Okay, let me find a good one. Okay. (laughs) This should be like something we do more often. Yeah. I forgot we were recording a podcast for a minute. Honestly, (laughs) these are fun. I like would you rather. I do them in my class all the time. Okay, would you rather be able to teleport anywhere or be able to read minds? Um, teleport anywhere. Why? I don't want to know what the fuck people are thinking. But what if you could be selective about reading people's minds? Like you could filter nah, it. Don't want to. Yeah, I mean, I the only benefit I could see to that is like I could solve like any murder trial. <laughs> It'd be like that asshole's guilty. That asshole's guilty. <laughs> Dude, be like this one is sick that would be super useful for teaching like to like you could figure out if someone jeremy i know you don't get this yeah like i know you don't get it stop <laughs> nodding like you get it <laughs> why'd you tell me you have no questions i mean it'd be it'd be funny but i, I <coughs> the benefit of transporting anywhere it would be like yeah you'd save amazing. so much amazing so much time. I don't want to. I don't want to have the ability. I don't want somebody to think like, "Are you reading my mind right now?" Oh, okay. We're gonna do this next one because it was really good. Okay. 
Would you rather know when you're going to die or know how you're going to die? How? Why? Because if you know when, you're just like, okie dokie, here it comes. Yeah. But if you know how, then you're always thinking like, like <laughs> if you die in a fire, like whenever you see fire, you'd be like, oh, is it today? <laughs> you know, like, it'd be like, it'd be like more of a game. If it's it funny because that that's how that's how I live my life right now. <laughs> yeah, I think on a weekly basis, at least, I think like, oh, is this how it ends? I think like like if you're gonna die in a car wreck, would like, and you know you're gonna die in a car wreck, would you just drive recklessly all the time because you're like, fuck, it, I'm gonna drive it, I'm gonna die in a car wreck anyway, yeah. you know? Or do you do you but still I play it safe? If you then have like like you predispose yourself any control to do that? over it, like you can control. Have, like when that would be that's an interesting you know, thought like, which one do you pick i think i'd want to know how so i could prepare myself <laughs> like i don't know i feel like i could understand no i don't know because then i'd probably like youtube it a bunch and like get really afraid you like webmd like <laughs> what does it feel like to drown is, is dying from bee stings painful <laughs> like, yeah i don't know uh. Maybe when, because then you can kind of. If you know when, you, you can, can plan. know like what you want to accomplish before you die, and then That's make sure you accomplish true. it. That's true. Or like, for example, if I knew that I was going to die in two years, then I wouldn't have a kid because I wouldn't want that kid to just have no mom. It's a good point. Which that could happen, so it's like you know. But if you know it's going to happen, it's kind of. Makes it worse. What if you like know that your kid is gonna kill you? <laughs> like, but but when you're like 89, that's fine. <laughs> you still have the kid, even though <laughs> I'll be too old to care at that point. Right? I know. Like, please do. <laughs> yeah, I've always, I, you know, I want to close. I'm gonna close the podcast uh, okay. with this. I've always told Rachel, like, whenever we talk about dying and and how how we're gonna die and stuff, I always say. I hope I die before I'm old, like really old. Like I don't want to be like in the hospital being kept alive by machines and like advanced medicine. I don't want to like drag out my life unnecessarily just so I could grasp onto every last, you know, day or year or whatever. I'm going to take this recording to the hospital so, so they'll let me pull the plug. That's fine. So what I said is like, if anything, I hope Rachel like kills me one day either like pulling the plug or like she just gets so fed up with my shit she's like this is it that i'm getting the steak knife i wouldn't do that I'm, i know you wouldn't I'm but too like afraid of getting in trouble if that ha it's almost like it'd be an honor be like oh yes this is the idea like this is the way i wanted to go this is perfect thank you wife um yeah i don't, I don't know i mean how do you want to die in my sleep yeah, I mean that'd be that'd be fine too, wouldn't it? My whole life is about avoiding pain and wouldn't that be insecurity? That'd be so weird if you just like went to sleep and died. I mean that happens to a lot of people. I mean, there's a lot of people who just don't wake up. Yeah, and then it's like just gone. It really is a blessing to wake up every day. Yeah, true. Unless you're cynical. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's it. Um, this was podcast idea thirteen. Thank you for listening. This is almost an hour-long podcast don't you touch that rachel don't touch that um 
this podcast was a lot interesting with you on it. This would have been so boring if I did this by myself. I'm so glad I called you in here and was like, can you please do this podcast with me? Um, I hope you all got something from it. If you have any questions about marriage shit that you think we might be able to assist with, feel free to reach out to one of us. We care about people and marriages because we're passionate about that kind of stuff. Do you have anything else you'd like to say, Rachel? Mm, Nope. Okay, cool. All right. Bye.